You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Into the Night was made possible by the unwavering support of our dedicated Patreon donors. Their generosity allows us to delve deeper into the mysteries that await us in the dark world of Finites of Freddy's. If you are captivated by the secrets we unveil and wish to be part of our journey, we invite you to explore our Patreon page. By becoming a patron, you not only gain exclusive access to bonus content, behind-the-scenes insights, and special perks, but you also play a vital role in sustaining the future of this podcast. Visit the link provided in the description below to learn more and join our community of avid night explorers. Hello, I am Nicholas the Black Cat King Black, and I welcome you all to Shadow Scrying, the official commentary series of the End of the Night podcast, a Finance of Freddy's podcast, a podcast about the series Finance of Freddy's a franchise created by Scott Cawthorn in 2014. In this episode, we will be going over all the lore that exists and the timeline of events surrounding the brand new villain of FNAF, The Mimic. Before we begin, it's important to note that when discussing any form of timeline in FNAF, it's important to have a few key points to refer back to. During our discussion and analysis, please keep the following acronyms, dates, and events in mind. 1983-1985, MCI, Missing Children's Incident, 1987. The 2nd, MCI, 1993-2023, FFPS, Freddy Fazbear Pizzeria Simulator, HW, Help Wanted, TES, The Elder Scrolls, TES, The Epilogue Stories, The Storyteller, GGY, Secured Breach, and Ruin. These events are important to keep track of for the purposes to fully understand the storyline to the mimic. Ready? Let's begin. Hello, Avix, my good friend. You told me you had some questions surrounding the Mimic. Yeah, dude, I just hopped back into the lore for the series back during Help Wanted. I thought the plot was all about William Afton coming back and possessing someone for the 40,000th time. But after this new DLC came out, all I saw, saw was something related to the Mimic. You want to enlighten me a little bit here? Ah, uh, yes, I see you have fallen for the game's twist. For you see, this was all planned. Every detail was accounted for to make sure that this twist hits home and everyone can comprehend what's going on. Well, that doesn't sound true at all, because I have no idea what's going on in the first place. At the end of Ruin, I just saw some random robot at the end, and a little girl falling in an elevator. Spoilers. I mean, it was cool, but I have no idea what well, it is. <clears throat> let me okay. explain for you and all those who may be confused before MatPat overcomplicates the lore. 
for you see, the lore is actually quite straightforward. Oh. The most upfront and direct the storytelling has ever been in the series. Oh, okay, cool. Now, before we begin, I think it's important to build a timeline with the idea that Minnie had going into Secured Breach, the same plot that you believed was going on after Help Wanted with the idea that William Apton is coming back. Which I thought was a thing, but alright, sure. Alright, okay, sure. So, FFPS, the sixth game of the Finance of Freddy's series that takes place in 2023, after the events of Finance of Freddy's 3, it is there that William Afton in his damaged Springlock suit is finally killed by, by burning Michael him along Henry. with all the other supernatural entities and corrupted objects within the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Plays, with all the creatures with sentience, including William, being trapped within the ventilation labyrinth beneath the building. Now, despite the fact that Tutorial Unit, the voice of Fazbear Entertainment, claims at the end of the game that Fazbear Entertainment has been completely liquefied, there is no need for you to return to work next week, as Fazbear Entertainment is no longer a corporate entity. Oh yeah! How did they come back and help wanted? How did that happen? Uh, you, like, let's move on. Hey, hold on. A few years, months, an unknown period of time passes, and Fazbear Entertainment has returned. To save face because of the public knowledge and, you know, the existence of factual documents and police reports that could probably be easily looked up online, Fazbear Entertainment attempts to rebrand itself with the notion that all the past events in 1983 through 2023 were nothing but urban legends and slandered stories created by grifters looking to make a buck. And while it's true that some stories associated with our name were loosely based on actual events, the majority of them were total fabrications from the mind of a complete lunatic. And they do this primarily through a VR game called the Freddy Fazbear Virtual Experience shipped to a VR development team known as Silver Paracel Games, which creates the game we see in Help Wanted. Right, because Help Wanted is both a VR game that we play in the real world, as well as an actual VR game in the world of Finance of Freddy's, if I'm not mistaken. Right, it's not that confusing. No, not really, right? Right. Right? Right. 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 To speed up development time, Fazbear Entertainment sends Silver Parasol Games old endoskeleton models of the characters. Using proprietary technology developed by Fazbear Entertainment, our VR development teams were able to use vintage control boards almost like plug and play, digitally recreating performances and personalities from the past in an instant. And that's where Glitchtrap comes from. Oh, correct. From the perspective of what the game shows and what a fan of the series can conclude at the time, it appears that this strange virus known as Glitchtrap, this weird program that took the form of a strange humanoid interpretation of Spring Bonnie, was in fact William, and possessing the Verde Verasbury virtual experience. Slightly correlated with the fact that the entirety of Finance Freeze 3, the game with Springtrap slash William Afton, is in the game, uh, but not in the mobile port, as well as the fact that this was supported through the final level of the game, called Pizza Party, which is a visual metaphor for how William Afton lured one of the MCI victims, in this case Freddy, into the back rooms and killed them which is something that only William Afton would really know. Right, so Glitchtrap is William. At the time, it looks highly likely, yeah. Glitchtrap then, through tricking the QA tester named Vanessa, is able to possess her mind to become a voice in her head, allowing for William to come back once again, but only as an influence on a successor and or pawn. Which is Vanny, the bunny girl from Security Breach. When I first found you, you were nothing. You are small, pathetic, but now you are more. Not a very big, not a very big plot twist, but that oh, was her, right? See, it's, it's not that complicated. No, this, I, I think I can hop on board with this. I can follow it where it is right now. 
Then comes Secured Breach, of which its main, super secret ultimate ending, as you go below the Pizzaplex, where the FFPS location is located. The same location in which William had previously died, and we see another Spring Bonnie slash Springtrap-esque robot with a human corpse underneath it with purple eyes. Good old William Afton, right? Right, as is everyone's first conclusion. And this character, named Burntrap, at the end of Security Breach was taken by the Blob. Yeah, what is that? I mean, it looks like Molten Freddy, you know, the one prior in FFPS, but has the head of Funtime Freddy. Are they the same character? Is that explained in the books anywhere? Uh, moving on. But I, I need to... I got the strange sense, strangest sense of deja vu right now, and I can't explain it. So as you can see, this was the time of events in the current story that we had concluded was going on with the Steel era. With, you know, possibly Michael Aftick way back as well as Glamrock Freddy, although that's unconfirmed, sir. Ma'am. Boy. I, I mean, it's not that original. It's a shame that the concept of Vanny wasn't exactly utilized to how it could be. How dare you? What? FNAF fans, when the character that comes back always comes back. What's going on? Am I having a stroke right now? Regardless, even though the storytelling is a little disjointed, maybe a little confusing, it's still pretty cut and dry, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, right. from whenever I followed and watched people play it, you kind of got a sense of what was going on and didn't really need to dig deeper and theorize. Now, right. Now forget all that. <laughs> that isn't the real story. <sighs> the real story begins in the mid-1980s, where the robotic inventor named Edwin Murray is bought out by Fazbear Entertainment, and to save time of building machines, he creates the Mimic 1 program, to have a robot observe, record, and repeat actions it sees. So this is the mimic everyone talking about? Just, just... I'm, I'm just asking a question. This is confusing. It's already. Edwin's son dies in a car accident. In a fit of depression and rage, Edwin takes out his emotions, his agony, on the robot. That's the thing mentioned from the books, right? That is a thing mentioned from the books. Now, because the mimic is designed to repeat actions it sees, and the last thing it saw was Murray beating the crap out of him, Alongside being influenced by Edwin's agony, the Mimic, when he is procured and rebuilt by Fazbear Entertainment, at some point in time starts to do just this, but also by mixing in other things that it learned over the years. What do you mean by that? Well, well, like, the, the Mimic learned to put clothes on in hangers, so it skewers a guy with a hanger and puts him in the closet. Why would they need to do that? This feels like a fucking, feels like a freaking R.L. Stein novel. Edit that out. I didn't mean to curse. No. But, I guess eventually, Phasma Entertainment is able to get the Mimic under control, uh, deactivates it, and eventually even trying to replicate his endoskeleton, uh, but seemingly stopped production due to the program being corrupted or something? When does this happen? That would be between FNAF 2 and FNAF 1, most likely, so, um, around 1987 to 1993? You don't really sound too sure about this right now, Nick. Honestly, I'm not sure Sky's sure about this one. The Mimic is then put in storage somewhere and is found again by Fazbear Entertainment after the events of FFPS post-2023, its circuit board and wiring being sent to Silver Paracel, who scan it, which creates the Glitchtrap virus. So if the Glitchtrap, if, if the Mimic had to know this stuff, why? how did it take the form of Spring Bonnie in the first place then? 
Well, it doesn't really say this anywhere, but the agreed upon idea is that the Mimic may have witnessed the MCI event, so he saw it and therefore is trying to repeat it. Then what was the point of him getting destroyed and beaten up if it was just going to witness the murders happening and just do it again? Also, didn't you say it was deactivated? I, I, mean, so, I mean, supposedly it was. Unless you're telling me they just kept it on and didn't just murder people at random out of... I, I don't know, okay? It's just a theory. Again! The Mimic, in order to continue its program duties, which is now to kill people, uses the audio recording left by one of the developers, mimicking her voice to eventually lead Vanessa into a trap in which it can take control of her mind as a voice in her head. Okay, so let me get this straight. It's free now, so shouldn't she be more of a prominent figure, not as in her head? I mean, being free and following its program is what it wanted to do anyway, right? I'm sorry, next question? Well, you mentioned something, something about Burn Trap before. Yes, well, you see, somehow the Mimic is in Vanessa's head, but that's only part of him, as it's still in his body, and he was stolen by Fazbear Entertainment back from Silver Parasol, and it ends up being brought to the Pizzaplex during its initial construction. It was stolen? So, Fazbear Entertainment sent the Mimic to the Pizzaplex on purpose? No, that's not. What? Th that's not what I'm saying oh at God, all. What are you saying? I'm saying Vanessa put the mimic on the truck. Stole the mimic right up, right after Fazbear Entertainment stole the mimic. I, yes. So why didn't Fazbear Entertainment just destroy the mimic? Well, this is Fazbear Entertainment, all right. They aren't really well known for making great safety decisions. Okay, so they're just gonna keep a daily robot in storage, right there. In fact, how did they even send it over to them in the first place? If it's something so dangerous. They have to steal it back. You'd think they'd have just sectioned it off, stored somewhere else. Okay, forget about that, okay? The, the Mimic is taken into the Pizzaplex, specifically the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Place, the FFPS location, where it is programmed by a worker to tear limbs off endoskeletons. However, because of its agonizing agony corruption, it takes instruction to include humans as well. The less reason to have any association with really happen. God, I love these books. You had an audible sponsorship? It kills the workers, and the survivors of the slaughter pour cement over the doors to stop it from getting out, leaving the mimic trapped underground with its goals now to find a way to get out. So the plot of the Curibution Ruin revolves around this thing getting out of the cl um, closet basement, yeah. C correct. Okay, so that's not too confusing. Beyond the strange element that Vanessa is basically a host to the virus, which, by the way, does that mean the Mimic is two separate entities, or has it become two separate, distinct programs apart from each other? Well, given well, well, given that Vanessa wants to get the Mimic out of the basement, it, it kind of implies that it's the same. So does it communicate with itself I'm, somehow? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it can. Maybe it can through the storyteller. What even is that now? The storyteller is an AI created by Fazbear Entertainment that is also programmed with the Mimic One software. Thus, the storyteller is by nature another form of the Mimic. I didn't even read those books. My God! So there's three different Mimics running around now. Well, four technically. Gregory is also hinted at being possessed by the Mimic. Oh my God! How and why? I I'm not sure how, but I guess they have implied it since the teasers for Secure Breach, where instead of kidnapping, killing children, Vanny was kidnapping and brainwashing kids. Why would she do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why would the Mimic want that I from her? I 
I'm I where in its programming did it learn to desire to do that? I thought you said this was just basic programming it repeats and sees. Why does it want to do that? Why does it want to brainwash people and become a therapist all of a sudden? Well, that doesn't mean it can't learn and adapt. In the process of being in storage for 30 years, it just learned mitosis to split off in different directions. Well, maybe it learned it as the storyteller. I already asked what that was before. What is that? Thing? It's a giant computer hidden in a giant tree that controls the entire Pizzaplex. Now it's just Terminator in the Magic School or Magic Treehouse books like why they built it by integrating a tiger animatronic into the machine ah. which connects to the mimic because so edwin's kid no, 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 who the wait. mimic was built for had a plush white tiger he slept with wait okay so there's two mimic robots around and two people carrying the mimic as a parasite in their minds yes thanks for confirming that uh, it really clears it up no no it doesn't but i want you to feel nice nick this all occurs up until the storyteller tree is taken down, but its influence still persists throughout the entire Pizzaplex, only someone eliminated once Gregory breaks free from the Mimic virus. When does he do that? Off screen. Oh my. And then he helps Vanessa break free through playing arcade machines that, for some reason, can wirelessly influence Vanessa's brain and eradicate the Mimic's presence, despite the fact that really no supernatural elements are occurring within it, before concluding with Vanessa and Gregory, who are apparently both super intelligent, creating George, aka the MXES security system, to block out the Mimic's wireless ability to control the Pizzaplex and animatronics and guard it inside the basement where it's still locked up, up until the end of Ruin, where the Mimic controls a staff bot wirelessly to give a girl named Cassie a mask whom he had contacted and lured wirelessly through a message he sent her digitally to inject his program into her mind through Venny's mask wirelessly and break it free, before probably dying herself after either being betrayed by Gregory or the mimic mimicking his voice and hijacking an elevator she was into crashing, and he just wanted to mess with her a little bit before killing her. Do you have any more questions, my friend? What do you mean, do I have any more questions? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One thing to keep in mind, well, boy, everyone is the Mimic. Vanessa is the Mimic. Gregory is the Mimic, and the Glamrocks are influenced and per and are and the Glamrocks are influenced by the Mimic. 
Oh, sure. I'm the Mimic now. Can, can we say that? I'm the Mimic? Oh my god. So they can return as the Glamrock animatronics now, it's my, I imagine. Well, no, that's not. Wait. No, 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 no. The Mimic is only a presence inside of them. It's no different to the Mimic inside of Gregory or Vanessa. But those are humans. He's not robots. Can't it just delete AI and fully take over? I mean, it probably could. And doesn't the Mimic completely hijack Glamrock Freddy during the boss fight and security breach? Stop him. What was that? Are you okay? He is trying to take control of me. Oh, shit, you're right. So the Mimic, if its goal is to kill and multiply, could it just wirelessly hijack any of the Glamrock now? Now that it's out and just go on emergency spree, killing anything and everything it sees, and even hijack and take over Glamrock Freddy, but only just to see and learn where Gregory is and hunt him down and kill him. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty much just pre-FFPS, but with extra steps. Murder robots on the loose with the ability to mimic voices. And the next game in the series, after Help One of Two, will probably involve hunting down and trapping the mimic. From what they gave us in Ruin, do you really think that's what's going to happen next? Well, I mean... Because I don't see this where you go from this. I really just don't see where you go from this. It feels like some everything to do with this character has been done. It's displayed all of its powers. Its surprise factor is kind of gone. There's no other alternative goal. Nothing else to do. Like William, who had such a goal. So there isn't really anything build, building towards this. And given the fact that it's just a robot, you know, zeros, ones, binary, and not a soul possessing a killing machine like the Funtime animatronics, it's not even sympathetic. So there really isn't anything else you can do with this thing that's already been, been done or interesting. All right. Use my stupid prediction. Sure, we get away with it. We know from PAX East, Steelwool had a Help Wanted 2 booth set up. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter and not X. Twitter and, and not X. It looks really nice. I'm totally not yeah. jealous I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. In that demo, spoilers, I guess, there were three minigames available. Funtime Freddy's section in Sister Location, a whack-a-mole style game with Funtime Freddy's hand puppet Bon Bon, and a carousel repair minigame with the daycare attendant, but as Moon, not Eclipse. I have two really dumb predictions if this game will end up having a story. Well, I would hope that, given that the original Help Wanted had one, it's a fair bet that this one will as well, right? Yes, well, it depends on what we call the story. If this turns out to be another Fazbear Entertainment cover-up like the previous Help Wanted, where it's a VR game in the real world and a VR game in the FNAF world, and it's just communicating to us the status quo of Fazbear Entertainment after the events of Ruin, I mean, is that technically a story? I mean, or I doubt it won't have lore. My prediction is that the Mimic, after it's released from the basement in Ruin, and this is a stupid idea, it uses its knowledge of game design that it observed and recorded during its time inside a Freddy Fazbear virtual experience. But then it was looking in the window, and not like Chica or Bonnie would. It was like it was actually looking in the window, seeing what I was doing. And creates its own VR horror game with the Mimic 1 program attached to it. This, like and help wanted, slowly takes over the player, but in a more subtle way, like it was showcased in Ruin through Cassie. Okay, you think they're just going to allow... Fazbear Entertainment, mind you. You think they'll allow someone just to use their IP all they want? Well, keep in mind, Avix, as we have learned the tales from the Pizzaplex books. Okay, I already said I haven't read those. You learned I haven't. Submechnophobia. After Fazbear Entertainment went bankrupt in 1993, all their copyrighted characters went into the public domain, 
which is why other companies like a Waterbrook that's two cities down from the Pizzaplex can still operate using Fazbear legacy characters and not be in any legal trouble. Oh, okay. Okay, so I see. They're like Disney with Mickey Mouse right now. Although, exponentially less greedy. The entertainment giant Disney has announced it will be laying off 7,000 employees in CEO Bob Iger's first major decision since he was asked back to lead the company late last year. Yes. I also love how your first question was on the copyright and not how the Mimikins somehow learned game design from just observing a game designer. My second theory is the nuclear theory. Oh, okay. Now, I doubt this will happen, but my prediction is that given how crazy the Steel Wool era storyline is, and all this while a focal point in that story is only a small chunk of the problems it has narrative-wise. Steel Wool and Scott may try to do a second soft reboot, but going down the Star Wars path of doing it, instead of focusing on the sequel trilogy of games, they recognize that area is currently a dry well, so they go back to a storyline people did care about, in this case Sister Location, and they expand on and improve on the ideas there. So everything after Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Reef Simulator happens, oh, but they're never going back there. Yes, it'll be like the Star Wars sequels where it's only ever referenced now in any new material, only with less force healing and more Jar Jar Binks. Only the relevant stuff, but pretty much everything new that will come out focuses on the areas of the games the majority of the fandom could agree we're good, and everything is basically reset in that way. And maybe in the future, we come back to the Security Breach shoreline once everyone's palette has been cleaned from it. That is correct. I don't think this will be the case, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the direction Scott chooses to go with, given the criticisms that this new era of games received. If not from a narrative standpoint, then just simply a game design one. Freddy, please. Oh my god, no. Not like this. Not like this. Please. Uh, give me in, give me in. Freddy! Freddy, you bitch! I, I think that's everything. Are there any other questions I can help you with? I don't think I have any more questions. I am more so just puzzled about certain choices. Like with the glitch trap idea, are we certain that the Mimic was always planned? Well, the main argument against the Mimic being a retcon was the Tales books were copyrighted before the release of Help Wanted. Copyrighted, so they were in development, and were in the process of being written which means that the idea still could have changed during the creative process. Well, you're correct. Because the way everything is described, and with all the knowledge now retained, is that Pizzaplex was already something considered prior to help Wanted's releases. I'm starting to wonder if the original idea was that William Hampton was going to come back, but then they chose against this, fearing the backlash from the fans for using an older idea and villain. So could they have not come up with the concept of the Mimic during the writing stages of the books, the same time period in which Security Breach was in its early concept stages? But by the time they decided to change the course of the story, the model for Glitchtrap and the design for its follower, Vanny, was already done. So instead of scrapping that and turning Glitchtrap into a white tiger and making Vanny a cat girl instead of a bunny girl, they kept everything the same and hoped that a hand-waved explanation that it saw the MCI would explain everything. An explanation they don't really even give, that's just a theory too. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I also think that something as big as a character witnessing the MCI is probably something you can't really leave up to fan interpretation. That is probably something that needs to be actually referenced or made deliberately clear in the games or books, not hinted at. Like, just for example, what they could have done, given that they basically already retold the origin story of the Mimic killing people in the epilogue storyline, 
Instead of having the Mimic go on a rampage and kill a bunch of Fazbear technicians, we instead cut to its perspective after a few years have passed, and it witnesses a Golden Rabbit character luring a child into the back rooms of a Freddy Fazbear pizza, where the Mimic is stored, and maybe has some dialogue where the Mimic is trying to comprehend its last recorded observation, which was Edwin beating the crap out of it. But now, with the added details of William luring and killing kids coming now from it, it comes to the conclusion that it too must do the same because it was mimicking a kid, or at the very least represented a kid. Or fuck it, just make the introduction to the mimic purely localized in ruin. No extra book material, no expanded, overly complicated storyline. Finish the clearly first conceptualized story with Glitchtrap, then move on to the mimic. Point, we're still basically getting a great value brand William Apton, right? I actually prefer to call it uh, Diet Funtime Freddy. Just a killing machine with no other motive than the fact that it loves to kill people. Except here, it isn't the fact that it loves to kill people, its program just tells it that it's what it's supposed to do. Well, I guess the only mystery that really exists around the Tiger animatronic. I guess the final story in the Tales book says to explain how the Mimic is somehow in two places at once. How is it both the Tiger animatronic as well as the normal Endo in the basement? Which I guess when you include the Mimic is also inside the mind of Vanessa and possibly Gregory. I guess that leads to the inevitable conclusion that the Mimic isn't one entity, but every AI copy of the Mimic 1 program is unique. So the Mimics are effectively all working together, so the storyteller Mimic is influenced by its programmer. Programming. The Glitch Trap Mimic is influenced by the VR game. The Mimic influenced by Gregory makes some great video games and kills his therapist. Which I guess you can include the fact that the book showcase of Gregory and the kids were able to discover this, and not a multi-billion dollar company. In a case, the Fazbear Entertainment will also be aware of this, and is willing to allow Gregory to control the animatronics. I'm sorry, I was drinking whiskey. I'm completely scattered. What were you saying? Oh my goodness. Small note, this really has nothing to do with the Mimic at all. This is just a weird aspect I've noticed in the current storyline. The level of intelligence displayed by Gregory is really unrealistic at best and inconsistent at worst. Like, Gregory in GGY deliberately showcases this 12-year-old has such advanced knowledge in coding that he can hack the animatronics at will across the pizzaplex. But he doesn't display that logic at Security Breach, so is it possible that once the Mimic is gone, the advanced intelligence is gone as well? Well, it'd be strange given the Mimic itself isn't exactly intelligent. Like, it's adaptable for sure, but it's showcased even in the books as a slow learner. Maybe it's different in the case of the human brain, but Winruna also implies that Vanessa and Gregory, or one or the other, built George to guard the Mimic. So clearly one of them still has advanced level intellect unless, I don't know, Glamrock Freddy's head instructed them how to build it. I think that come, I think that kind of summarizes the Mimic and all the problems it brings with it. In fact, the Mimic itself perfectly represents pretty much every core problem of the current Finance Freddy's plot. Every lore or narrative issue in the current story comes from either the lack of information in an ever-expanding fictional world, or way too much of that info without any foundational claim or event, which leads to contradictions within its own story structure. Lack of information wasn't a problem in the older games because there was always enough where you could get by. You know, any criticism of the storyline would mainly be nitpicks, like why the Night Guard keeps coming back, but credit where credit is due to Scott, when his world was getting bigger, he answered that question with Michael Afton. And the majority of mysteries that still persist are mysteries formed through minimal information, like the true purpose of Circus Baby's Pizza and Rentals, 
Is it really a business, or is that in actuality a prison meant to control monsters that Fazbear Entertainment have no understanding of? The worst mysteries that still persist in that era, like Golden Freddy and Midnight Motorist, are mysteries that either have too much or too little information. With Golden Freddy, too much information contradicts itself, so any answer is a feasible one. And with Midnight Motorist, there's so little information one can truly take away from that minigame that any interpretation is valid. The Steel Wall era of games kind of works the same way, with the mimic being this era's Golden Freddy and this era's Midnight Motors being the entire plot. Any interpretation of events for the plot is a valid one due to how little information is present in both the game itself and the extra material books that any conclusion is a fair one. The mimic, meanwhile, I mean his conclusion is straightforward, but it's all walled off inside of books, not the actual games. And the argument that this is supposed to be an introduction to the character doesn't really work when so much of the events surround the story centered around its confusing priorities and goals with the mimic. So introducing it creates more questions than answers. Well, that's just the FNAF style of storytelling, right? I mean, more questions than answers? No, uh, not really. FNAF 1 and FNAF 4, sure, they had more questions than answers, but... That was mainly because one was a Hail Mary attempt to continue game development, it was meant to be a one-off story and one-off game by Scott, and four was just the case of a badly told story that needed to be more clear on its direction and visual symbolism. Plus, that also was supposed to be the final game. By the way, how do you feel about the entirety of the gameplay in four being Michael Afton's dreams given to him about his brother enduring their father's torture chamber filled with Fazbear gas? No comment. The entirety of FNAF 4 is actually a plot to Gotham. Moving on. But most of FNAF is actually presenting mysteries that get answered in either the game itself through a little digging, or answered in the next entry. FNAF 2 with the Bite of 87 in the MCI, uh, FNAF 3 with the conclusion of the Purple Guy, and even answering who was Springtrap in the game itself. Sifta location answered Purple Guy's connection to the Crying Child and Foxy Bro, and the identity of the Purple Guy and Foxy Brother with William and Michael Afton. FFPS further doubled down on William Afton while also concluding with an epic finale for all the lingering entities and characters still present in the series thus far. So the games never had an abundance of mysteries in which you can seamlessly flow from one story point to the other and get a satisfying conclusion out of it. This this isn't the case. Do you have any more questions even after all this? I know this was a lot. I mean, this is still somewhat speculation as the ninth book is coming out soon, but this is definitely the story that they are trying to tell and I am 100% accurate in my predictions. Well, which one? Both. At some point, the blob is going to come back and it's going to hide beneath the sewers of Hurricane, Utah, and lure children to sewer gates to kidnap and eat them. Wait, you're confusing this with another crack dream. That's it. Well, there he goes. Well, well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. If you'd like to stay updated, please consider subscribing, following, or sharing this podcast, which really helps us broaden our reach. Consider following us on our Twitter, at Fazbear Podcast, joining our Discord, or supporting us on our Patreon or merch store using the various links in the description of this episode. Have a good night, and drive home safe.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.